Happy Sunday evening, everybody, and welcome to your favorite Mad Men podcast, Made Man, where today I just finished watching episode six of season seven of Mad Men, The Strategy. What is the strategy in this episode? I think we all know what it is. But before we get any further into today's episode, let's take a moment to hear from today's sponsor. Oh, what a wonderful sponsor. You know, the other night, uh, my wife and I, uh, we had a gift card to a place called Fuddruckers, which is a hamburger joint. And uh, we, I, I went and picked it up, brought it back, hamburger, some milkshakes, little soda pop, and um, it was very good, a nice hamburger. And the um, why is that tie-in? I really don't know, except for the fact that today's episode of Mad Men had a lot to do with hamburgers and the, the, the people who eat them. Our episode opens up outside of Burger Chef. Um, the, you know, the, the uh, Sterling Cooper and partners are really trying to get this Burger Chef deal. So... They're doing a few different things, um, key strategies, and that is going to burger chefs and interviewing people, feeding them, and then getting their ideas. It seemed like they were meeting a woman who was trying to leave um, before get it, answering their questions. And Peggy's like, oh, before you go, after you, we gave you a nice hot dinner that we paid for, um, could you please um, you know, answer a few questions? She's like, I need to go. I need to go. My husband's waiting for me. Um, if I don't get home in time, he's already mad enough that I don't cook. That's like, it's so old fashioned. Um, but basically they're doing that market research, trying to find the perfect, um, reason why someone go, would go to Burger Chef, why someone should go to Burger Chef and, um, really trying to come up with the perfect ad. Uh, meanwhile, coming into town is Mr. Peter Campbell. He's with and I don't remember her name, the realtor, who is his girlfriend, uh, who is very excited to be coming to town with him. She, he wants to meet young Tammy, but Pete, who, like, he, every time he talks, he sounds like he is a car salesman. Like, he just has this phony kind of big, giant smile, this glad-handing like just even when he's talking to his girlfriend, he's just like very much like this. It's only when he doesn't get his way that you can see like the real loser in him come out, the real jerk. Um, but he didn't. He didn't. Uh, in the in the airplane, he got exactly what he wanted, as it seems like he's joining the Mile High Club, which um, yeah, that seems uh, good for him. Great, great, great. Um, why don't we just do the Pete storyline now? Let's just stick with Pete. Uh, so he, he comes into the office and he, he's with his girlfriend who just kind of walks in on Don's office and the, the, it's great. His secretary goes, you're not supposed to be in here. And then he's like, Oh, it's okay. Um, and then she says to him, do you want me to, do you want me to call you and or say, I need you in five minutes and winks where even her saying that, defeats the purpose so i thought that was pretty funny um so pete's there 
for business and he's there i think because of burger chef i can't, i guess i can't do the whole pete storyline let's do the the main parts he wanted his girlfriend to be seen he's like walk me to the conference room um then later on he goes to visit his daughter tammy and he's gonna see trudy i guess as well except he goes to the house and he's in like the worst like sports jacket it just reminds me of something that i think my grandfather would have worn when he was a younger man. Excuse me. Um, but he goes to the house and the maid comes out and there's no Trudy and Tammy doesn't even recognize her dad. He's like, it's me, daddy. I brought you a Barbie. Even though his girlfriend is the one who bought the Barbie. The girlfriend wanted to meet Tammy really bad. Pete's like, next time, next time. It's, I haven't seen her in a while. Uh, so he goes, he's like, where's Trudy? Oh, she's out getting groceries. Oh, okay, um, well, can you walk her to the car? So I guess that she's going to have time with her dad, who she doesn't even know. She doesn't even recognize, and she's probably freaked out by his sports jacket. They come back later, and the, the maid's there, and he goes, Where, where's Trudy? Oh, she's not home yet. Oh, she's not here. She went out. He goes, her car's in the driveway. Well, she came home, and then she went out. He's like, oh, okay. Why don't you give her a bath, and then I'll tuck her in. Uh, she's like, yes, Mr. Campbell. I'm assuming Pete's still paying for her, so he just kind of sticks around, and I think he just kind of gets drunk because he's annoyed because Trudy's out enjoying her, herself. Now, Pete's there with his girlfriend, quote unquote, still married, but he's there with he's in town with his girlfriend, and he is upset that Trudy is out. Trudy comes home. She's like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" He's like, um, "Who are you? Who are you out with?" You know that you're not. You shouldn't be that way. You're, 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 a, you're a mother. It's very unbecoming or whatever. He's like, you're a married woman, and she's like, we're still married, and she's like, we're getting a divorce. You're not a part of this family anymore, Peter. He's like, what did you? What are you keeping from me? Like you kept your father's heart attack from me. But she said, you're not a part of this family anymore. I loved it, Trudy. You're too good for Pete. Screw everyone's too good for Pete. Screw him. Get him out of there. Goodbye, Pete. Eh, I don't care anymore. He 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 ate some of her um, a dessert, I think, and then he stuck his beer in the dessert. And he's like, "I'm leaving," and he walks out. Um, and for a real scary moment, I thought he might hit her. Like I just, I was nervous because this is the this is the '60s, and maybe guys get away with it more than I, I don't know. And I was like, "Oh my God, is he actually going to do it and think it's okay?" And I, I get nervous. Uh, so thank God he's not that much of a monster. He's an asshole, but he's not a monster. Um, so later we see Pete go back to his um, girlfriend's, uh, to the hotel room where the girlfriend's at. And he already ate. And she's upset because they wanted to get dinner. And she's basically upset with him because this is her vacation. And he's done all these different things. He's All he's done is work. He spent time with his daughter. And he didn't really spend any time with her. Again... He's there for work, and he's there to see his kid. So, you know, you think she'd understand. She didn't seem to understand. She went back to California without him. She was on the same plane as Megan. What? Megan's in town? That's right. Why don't we rewind back a little more and talk about... Um, maybe I'll go in order of what I see now, because there's, um, there's a lot that happened in this episode. My goodness. Um, we, we got to see little baby Kevin. Uh, Joan, you know, is leaving for the day. 
But um, I think she knows that Mr. Bob Benson is going to be in town. Why is Bob Benson in town? He's in town. I guess he's in town for Chevy, but there's just so much happening in this episode. Should I just do the Chevy stuff now? I mean, this is crazy. I can't keep track. I'll try to, you know, I'm going to pull up Netflix now and try to go in order of where, um, where I am, just so I don't lose things. So, um, you know, the, the, okay, so Pete's there and he's all excited to see Don and, he, you know, Pete meets the girlfriend and uh, he sees Don. He's like, Don, it's great to see you. It's just very phony and fake. And just like very, um, what's like the, just oh, not, it's, he's like the king of mansplaining. I think that's what he is. That, that's, that's a great way of saying it. What, what has turned into the term mansplaining is someone like Pete, who is always talking and always explaining and always trying to be the smartest person in the room. Well, he um, he is uh, he gets go- brought in for Burger Chef. So the, Peggy's in the room with Stan and Lou and um, and uh, what's his name? What is his name? Harry Crane. Oh, there's more about Harry later. And they're kind of going over some stuff about Burger Chef. And um, Harry's like, well, "That's kind of is that the billboard? That's boring." And Pete stands like, "That's the that's for the." food that's for the tray uh but anyway pete comes in and and even like um what's his name stan is happy to see pete he's like hey man how's it going how you doing and pete goes in to see them because he's part of this meeting and don comes in and peggy's like oh uh did you want the whole team here what did you did you need anything lou said to don pete's like no i wanted don in here and Peggy, you could just see right there, right at that moment, Peggy was shook. Her confidence was shook and her, like, like what is happening here? Don is a partner in title only. He's kind of lost his power. He brought it on himself. And even though, you know, like, but even with that, just the idea of him being there is still like this overarching kind of like cloud to the other people people that are threatened by him pete's not threatened by him pete pete doesn't pete values him and still and and, um still respects what he can do uh lou is threatened by him because lou has his old job peggy is threatened by him because you know she this is she's leading this burger chef thing so she goes in and she gives it they go over the pitch it's actually a really nice idea it's about the mom and, you know, Peggy, I love when Peggy gives her pictures. They seem, she seems so earnest the way she's delivering this commercial to us. We can picture it in our head. It's about a family and a mother trying to figure out everything and, um, going to get, uh, burger chef. She pulls it, she goes into the burger chef. A man comes up with a bag of food, kisses them and the kids are confused. I don't know why they'd be confused. It's her, it's their dad. And the whole thing is there's the dad and the whole family getting, um, you know, bringing families together or something like that. I don't know. So, um, but the whole thing is from the wife's point of view. Peggy really likes it. Um, Lou really likes it. He's like, this is really coming together. This is really good. And Pete's like, that's great. That's great. What do you think, Don? And like, um, oh, Harry's there too. Cause this is a TV commercial because what do you think, Don? And that's where I'm just like, 
You could see Lou and, and Peggy do not care, do not want to know what Don thinks. They think they have a winner here. That's good enough. But good enough isn't always good enough. And Don just was just like, I think it's great. I think it's a great idea. We're in a great, we're in a great, uh, this is in a great spot. And Peggy was actually pleasantly surprised to be backed up by Don like that. Um, now, we cut over to, uh, to a steam room where some fella comes up to talk to uh, Roger. And this one I didn't quite understand. It seemed like Roger knew that they were... Oh, um, Roger, he, so he brought up about them. He knows they're going after um, Philip Morris. And how are you going to do that with Don Draper? And then Roger tried to make it almost like a, like a homophobic thing where he thinks the guy's coming on to him. But the guy mentioned something about a little car and, and something else. And it, it, I didn't quite get it there. The guy was alluding to something with business. Um, but at the end of the episode, it makes sense. And we'll get there. We'll get there. So Roger, I think, was just like being a jerk, kind of call, you know, being saying the guy is uh, gay, trying to, trying to hit on him. Um, so back in the office, because this is all happening during workday, Roger's off getting a steam back in the office. The, uh, um, Pete is meeting with Peggy and they bring in, um, I mean, Pete is meeting with Lou they bring in Peggy. And so this is obviously Burger Chef is Pete's thing. I think I forget how this happened. So wasn't Pete, this is at a Pete was at a meeting and that's when he saw the guy and talked. That's right. This is Pete's client, right? Pete was at some, was at dinner. Some guy was staring at him. Turns out it's a guy he knew. And it's actually Eugene from walking dead. If I remember correctly. And he is the guy who talked about burger chef. Am I correct? I think so. <coughs> Excuse me. So they bring Peggy in and they think they're doing a bang up job, but this is where it starts to go downhill for Peggy. And Peg, Pete's like, I think, I think Don should give the presentation. I think that the the client is expecting Don. Excuse me, I'm yawning because it's so late. The client would be would would be expecting something like someone like Don, a man, and I think he'd give <coughs> a good presentation because he's a man. And then you can come in like the mother at the end and swoop in, and you can see Peggy. He goes, but it's completely up to you. This is your client. This is, this is your this is your thing. It's completely up to you. She's like, well, I wish you didn't put me in this position. Lou actually was on his side. Was on her side. I, I think also because it's against Don. But Lou was like, yeah, I I think she's doing fine. And he was, yeah, she's doing fine. She's doing fine. But I really think that Don should be the one to present it. And you know, but it's your call. It's your thing. And then you hear, yes, it's your call. And it's Ted Shaw on the other line. She didn't even know Ted was there. They didn't even tell her Ted was there. Uh, and you can see that shook her up a little bit because she hasn't spoken to Ted since he left. Um, but all these people are basically saying, look, this is your call, but we think you should have Don do your presentation. And that, was, that wasn't actually the worst thing said. The worst thing Pete said, because they talked about how good she is, how talented she is. Pete said to her, you're as good as any woman in this, in this, uh, in this business. And it's like, you know, I, I thought about it. I was like, well, that's, well, that's a nice thing to say, but wait, what do you mean? She's as good as any woman. She's not as good as any man. She's just, as, how about she's as good as anybody? 
but that's Pete not I don't think Pete even realizes how much of an ass he can be or how condescending he sounds or he didn't even I probably meant that as a wonderful compliment you're a woman working in business what a wonderful thing that is you're as good as any other woman but you're no man oh Pete you jerk oh Peter 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 I hate you so much so um she ends up going I'm going to skip ahead a little bit and she ends up going into Don's office and she's like listen I want to tell you something I think you should give the presentation even Don was like what whose idea was this and she's like what that I loved like he even knew that this wouldn't have been her idea he's like what are you talking about and um he is um he he reluctantly he's like you have a good idea he goes actually he goes, you know, the, another thought I had is like, what if we did it from the kid's point of view? And that shook her too. She's like, what? Uh, no, we have the idea. That's the idea. He goes, okay. And she leaves the room and you could see Dom's like, yes, not number one. He's in on this. He gets to present, which gets to show how important he is. But the whole thing about the kid's idea, like he got to throw another two cents in it. That, I don't think he was cheering more about that. I think he was more happy that he's kind of, he's needed more. But Peggy, not only was she shook that the, uh, that's my word of the day, shook. Not only was she upset about uh, the fact that Don has to, is going to be given the presentation, but the fact that Don was thinking of a different strategy. The strategy, the strategy, see the title of the episode. The strategy she was going with is fine. But the moment Don came up with that strategy, or just even mentioned another strategy, Peggy started second-guessing herself completely, completely. Um, so, but before we keep going, we're gonna, let's jump back. Uh, like in the previous scene, we see a couple guys coming up from, from Chevy, from Detroit, with Mr. Bob Benson. Bob's back from Detroit, and he's in town, and they're meeting, uh, you know, they're in town for business. And um, Joan meets one of them, and the guy's like, oh, dude. She's like, he, you could see the guy was very taken aback by Joan, a little flirty with him. And Bob was like... Um, Hey, do you want to do anything later? Unless you're off running around with married men, like joking about that guy. Um, but they also ran into Ken, who they hadn't seen in a while. And he's like, how's that kid of yours? Ken's like, oh, you really have to keep an eye on him. And it was just, it was so subtle. He said that, and they both just kind of looked down. It wasn't, like, it, it was so well done because a lot of shows you'd be like, Oh, uh, keep an eye, yeah, uh, uh, like they do some kind of awkward thing where you have to keep an eye on because he's got an eye patch. And like, but they just did it so well. They just, you could see both guys. I actually rewound it to watch it again. Both guys just kind of, both guys just kind of like looked like, uh, um, what do I say about that? Luckily, that's when Joan came in. Um, but I thought it was, it was a, oh, excuse me, it was a very funny, well, subtly, subtly acted moment. Um, so then, as I said, um, Peggy goes into Don's office. Peggy comes out of Don's office, and she's like, she's upset. And then all of a sudden, she said, hey, what are you doing here? And it's Megan. Megan's in town. Um, the secretary's like, oh, I'm sorry, can I help you? Oh, this is Megan. This is Don's wife. She's like, oh, I didn't even know he was married. And you can see the woman was like, oh, hi, how you doing? Okay. And you forget that Megan worked in the office, and she was really good at her job. So she saw Peggy for a bit, and she's like, you a surprise? Oh, no, he's expecting me. And then Stan comes in. He's like, oh, how you doing? Good to see you. Uh, and then Don comes in. He's like, oh, he didn't expect her, I guess, in the office. He's like, oh, so they go off. He's like, do you mind if I go off and uh, 
have lunch or whatever. It's like, yeah, they go. And um, um, Peg, you could see Peggy was still annoyed by Don. Stan was like caught in the middle because he was like, second. she's starting to second guess the work. And Stan thinks the work is good. Uh, and there's nothing to worry about. But you could see Peggy just hasn't been able to shake this as far as what's going on with um, with just the, the whole idea of uh, the second, the, the fact that Don has to give the uh, presentation and the fact that Don came up with an idea that maybe is better than Peggy's idea and now gets her thinking about her idea constantly. So there was a brief moment where they talked about Philip Morris. There really wasn't much in this episode about it. But um, uh, Jim Cutler, Harry Hamlin, now that now I remember his name, Jim Cutler came up and said he played a round of golf with a guy from Philip Morris, talked to Roger a little bit about it, and he's like, your name came up, and, uh, and you know, I'd like you to, um, if we could have your help with that. And he's like, oh, your secret bid to win the war? And you could see Jim was like, stop worrying about Don, and stop worrying about the company. Give him a little pat on the arm and just kind of walked off, where I think he's, I don't quite get it. Exactly, because is it Don? They're trying to win Philip Morris just without Don? Or is and Roger trying to keep Don? I don't know exactly what it is. But um, that was just something to, to mention. Um, now, then all of a sudden we get the next shot is a, a phone ringing in the middle of the night. And for a moment I thought it was Don Draper. I was like, what's going on here? What's going on? Nope, it's Bob. Bob Benson. Bob Benson. I don't know why I've been saying that. He got called. Why? Because one of the guys from that came into uh, from Detroit with him has been arrested, has been picked up, and is in the joint. And Bob went to he he got called, and Bob's there to bail him out. And uh, what happened? Well, you can see the the um, the guard was a real dick, and he's like, "All right, ladies, here you go. Uh, here's your boyfriend here. Got got picked up trying to fillet an undercover officer." So then you realize, oh. This guy, who Bob mentioned earlier is married, is either secretly gay or gay or, or bisexual or something. And he's out there trying to uh, have, you know, oral sex with a police officer. And he calls Bob and they get in the car and he's like, um, look, I, I know um, I know I can trust you with this. Uh, and you, you're not going to say anything. And Bob was upset. And he's like, why did you even do this? And um, you could see Bob, because remember, Bob came on to um, Pete, but I think Bob really tries to put those feelings aside for the most part and doesn't want to be gay, and we'll see more of that later. Um, <clears throat> the guy with him is like, I, I know I can trust you. He goes, um, to be discreet or something, and Bob thinks, then he says something, and Bob thinks he's going to be fired. He's like, you're not going to get fired. He goes, we're, and this is how they find out that we're taking the XP or X1 or whatever in-house. So the stuff that they've been doing with Sterling Cooper is being taken away from them. Um, now, this is General Motors. So it's they have Chevy, but right, I'm correct, right? Chevy, and they have other things because they're like, don't worry, something else is coming, and we want you to work on Buick. So they want Bob to be hired by Buick. Not, I don't think, not for the company. I think for Bob himself. 
So he's basically saying he's, it's gonna you're gonna find out soon enough. The they, Sterling Cooper's losing the client, and there'll be other stuff. But the test went well. It was a test thing. But but Buick likes you, and they want to bring you in. And he's like, how can you live in this city? It's so much temptation. But he said, like, uh, oh, he's like, you need to go to the hospital. He goes, I don't want the cops to call. He goes, thank God my wife understands. So I, what I'm guessing is, you know, he, he, he's married, but he likes men, and his wife understands. That's what my guess was from that. Um, and maybe that got Bob thinking. You know, I never thought of that. So maybe this guy is in a kind of a quote-unquote arrangement because... Um, why don't we stick with Bob's thing? I mean, really, what else are we gonna? What else are we gonna do? So later on, Bob, um, you know, remember Kevin loves Bob, and Joan loves Bob, and Joan's mother loves Bob because Bob is just a swell guy, and loves, and he's just very good to them. And he goes over, and he he gets um, Kevin a gift, and he goes off and spends the day with them, and he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't get you anything. But then later on, he's like, Listen, I said I didn't get you anything, but that's not exactly true takes out an engagement ring and proposes to Joan. Now, what pissed me off is the Netflix description. The first line says, Bob proposes to Joan when he gets a job offer. Like, wait, what? So I actually didn't read it before I started the episode. But I'm like, wait, but if I did, it would have been, wait, Bob's in this episode and he proposes to Joan and he gets a job offer? What the hell's going on? Like, that, that's in the Netflix description. That's like a major, like, spoiler alert my god he proposes to her and then he is kind of a dick to her where he's like um he said uh you know look he goes you can he goes i'm gonna be in detroit you can stay here you don't even have to worry about it kevin can have a father you can have you can have a, a husband or you can come to detroit he'll love it there and um he basically was like look um this is the best you're going to get. You're almost 40 and uh, you don't have anybody. And he, I don't even realize, he, I don't even think he realized how, um, how, uh, what's his name? What's his, what's the word? How insulting he came. What's his name? What's the word? I didn't really, I don't think he realized how insulting he uh, came off. He's like, you know, in, I wasn't sure Joan knows and, he doesn't keep he didn't keep it a secret she's like you shouldn't be with a woman and he's like well this you know he didn't want to take that for an answer he was like you know this this would be good for you um you can actually have someone and he goes you you know oh you're almost 40 living in a two-bedroom apartment with your son you know it's not going to get any better than this he's like you're not going to get a better offer than this I was like, whoa, 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 you're not going to get a better offer than this. Are you out of your mind? That's ridiculous. And she was like, you know, I don't, um, because what more could you want? And she's like, love. I want to get married for love, not for convenience. You know, not an arrangement. And she kind of booted him after that. Uh, but that was, I think, I don't know if what the guy, if the, I think that's what that other guy had. He has a marriage of convenience. He has a marriage that he has so that, you know, he can be, he can go do his own thing and have his wife. Uh, and that's really it for the Bob Benson stuff. I mean, it comes in at the end, but uh, why don't we go to 
uh, Don and Megan. Not a ton of stuff here, but Megan's in town. I mean, I'll just, we have to talk about it because it happened. Megan's in town visiting. She's there to get some stuff and get, and get some coffee maker stuff too. Like, I think she wanted a coffee maker to bring back and Don said he'll bring some of the stuff back where he goes and visits. And Megan's like, I'd also like to have a place where we're not just visiting each other, where we just go. There's no New York. There's no L.A. And we just have that. Um, and so um, Don said he liked that, too. Um, she, they, I'm assuming they, they spent a nice night together. They seemed like they were in a pretty good place. They had breakfast out on the patio. And Don just wanted to take her shopping all day. So it seems like they're in a good place. And really, if I'm not crazy, that's the end of Megan. At the end of this episode, we see uh, Pete's girlfriend without Pete. And then they go back a little and there's um, Megan. She's on the same plane. Then we go back a little more in the, in the drapes clothes. And that was uh, in front of like you know, between first class and uh, I'm guessing first class and coach. Um, they're on the plane. And I don't know, you know. It was a cool shot. I just didn't know the significance of it, but it's just funny that they're on the same plane together. Um, and that's really it for the Megan stuff. Not, not, not a great, not great deal of stuff happened. It was just they just had some a nice moment where they were really happy and um, happy to see each other. So, to me, the big storyline is um, the Burger Chef one and Peggy. Peggy just being second guest. Uh, first, second guessed about the, well, not second guessed about the, the strategy at first, but second guessed about presenting the strategy. Then Don brings up the second guessing of the, of the strategy itself. And Joan, I mean, Peggy is just pissed and really she calls him at home. Um, she's like, well, you know, what is, uh, she's up in the middle of the night. She can't, she wakes up thinking about it. She goes to work, uh, in the office on a Saturday, wants Stan to come in doesn't bring him in once she realizes there's nothing to do stands like the work is fine the work is good the work you know and she's like can't you think don't you think it's gonna it could be better and stan said he goes there's always a better idea this is a solid idea it wasn't good enough for her um she ends up calling don at home and yelling at him about um about uh the idea and she kind of stays at work and keeps working on it and don ends up going to work goes into the office and I love Peggy and Don's relationship like it's not perfect um, and Don, but Don just treats her like an equal treats her with respect she's pissed there I like also like they're using Lou's office losing using Lou's bar um, she's pissed that, that he even has a second idea she's pissed that now she knows that her idea is shit and not good enough and it's she she even feels it so they just keep working and working on ideas and you know she's like i want to know how you think and don you know says i usually if i don't like my idea i start from scratch and i see where i end up if i end up in the same place uh and what's your strategy with like creative he goes usually i like to burn the bridges and, and piss off the people around me and then i take a nap um all these you know they had some nice moments together uh, trying to work on things in the office. Um, and they kept working on it. Like, late, they, they kept coming up with ideas of, um, 
you know, first they were like, okay, now the dad's in the car, and uh, the the kids are in the back seat, and oh, maybe they're in a uh, they're in a convertible, and it was just like trying to write the painting or paint the painting of the perfect family, and Peggy's like, does that even exist anymore? People still do that, um, you know, as far as like um, eating around the table, and. She kind of came up with a new strategy that this place, it's not just the food, bringing the food home. I think the strategy she started to come up with was the place itself is a place to go. Your family is, the, every every table there is the, is the family dinner table. You, you can bring your family there and, and have a nice dinner. That, I think... Uh, is started to be her new strategy. At that moment, my way from Sinatra plays on, and Don's like, "Did you hear that?" And they're, oh, they're playing that all the time. And then I'm realizing this. It's probably a new song. So of course they're playing it all the time. Um, I just thought of that now. Uh, and he goes, "Yeah, but you think you, you, this can't be a coincidence?" And he puts his hand out, and she looks at it, and like, "No." He and he just keeps it there, and she's like, no, "I'm not gonna." And he keeps it there. So finally, they get up and they just dance, and you could see there was. It wasn't. It was nothing, like sexual about it to me. It was just Don, almost like Don being proud of his oldest daughter. You know, like that he he saw that she she a revolution a revolution a revelation went off in her head, an idea, um, and he's like that's she goes that's it. And he goes there you go that's it. And they dance a little and he, he just she rests her his head on her shoulder. He um, gives a little kiss on the head, but it was just very respectful very classy and um i don't know i liked it i liked it so um the the before our episode ends they um all the partners are in the office and this is where we're going to see another partner get added in because um jim comes in and jim finds out that they're going to be losing chevy i think joan went and told them oh i'm sorry when um, when Bob brought up the whole thing about the Buick and losing Chevy, Joan was like, all of a sudden, like she could never mind the fact that Bob was insulting her. She wanted to, she was like, I can't deal with this. This is business. Like this is her partner. This is her firm. She couldn't focus on the stupid thing Bob wanted to say. But she went and told um, um, everybody and they're having a meeting about it and and and. Jim is like, I want to get out ahead of this. I want to put ads and uh, articles in the Wall Street Journal and this and that with a picture of the IBM and a picture of Harry Crane, who's our, oh, we have the IBM with our proprietary software and also a photo of Harry Crane, our newest partner. And Joan did not like it at all. Roger did not like it at all. Everyone else seemed fine with it. And Pete's like, whatever, whatever it takes. Um, so I think they're trying to say is, while well, word gets out that they, they lost Chevy, um, Jim's like, look, we're st we're a thriving firm. We have a computer and technology, and we have our TV man, and that's kind of they're pushing our new partner. So how can our business be going bad if we're adding a new partner? That's fantastic. That has to be it, right? Um, you can see that. So Joan went in into Bargin, and she's pissed about it because they didn't really vote. She goes into Rogers, and um, and uh, Rogers' office, and Rogers like, what? And she goes, Harry Crane. He goes, well, he goes, well, 
what are we going to do? You know, how did you even find out about this? Through Bob Benson. And um, he's going to be getting a job from Buick. And that's when it clicked that what Rogers was saying is like that guy in the steam room was talking about this, meaning they think that Buick's going to be coming for them and trying to make a play for them or something like that. So Roger went from frowning to smiling all, all within two seconds after finding out that Bob was getting a job at Buick. So it's all tied in. I don't exactly figure it out somehow, but it seems like they might be getting Buick instead of Chevy. I, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but oh my goodness, I'm so tired. Our episode ends um, the same place it, it, it opened, in the Burger Chef. Uh, Don and Peggy are there, and Pete's there as well. And um, they're there to kind of show Pete this is where the this is where the um, commercial should be shot. And Pete's like, what? He goes, this isn't the home. He doesn't scream mom. And Peggy goes, it's family. He goes, this is the family. Every table, that's when she was like, or maybe, I don't, I forget what she said it, but every table here is the family dinner table. And Pete was like, but, he goes, but family's so vague. You know, family's uh, annoying. It's moms. Moms is what they want. Tell them, Don. Don said, this is what she wants to do. This is the right idea. Don stuck up for her. And uh, that was it. That was awesome. And that was the end of the episode. That was the strategy. Peggy's strategy is the way to go. And Don stood by Peggy's strategy the entire way. The only time he, he kind of second-guessed a little bit of it. But all that did was make Peggy work harder at it. Because it made Peggy realize that... I'm not exactly happy with this. This was good enough, but good enough isn't always good enough. You know, Cindy Lauper said good enough. For you, it's good enough. It's good enough for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That means nothing. It has nothing to do with what I just said, but I had to say it because it's from the Goonies. Um, yeah, so, geez, a lot happened in this episode. Like, a lot like major things when i say major things i'm talking um i'm not talking the burger chef because we don't know where that is yet but as far as that even though it was like a small thread throughout the move the show the fact that they're losing chevy and maybe g getting buick is humongous for the business um i think they're going to get burger chef uh, uh stan has a girlfriend that he calls baby uh he doesn't uh, she, he didn't have to go into work with Peggy on a Saturday, which was nice. Uh, we know about Peggy and Don. They just kind of pushed each other. Uh, well, Peggy pushed herself and, got, and, and, and was much happier with her idea, even though it seems like Don might be presenting it because of Pete, creepy Pete, um, saying that, you know, Megan's, I mean, Peggy is really good, one of the best women in this business. She's as good as any woman. And, um, you know, but at least... They're going to stick with her idea, even if Donna is pushing it. Uh, Megan was in town to visit, and that kind of all went well, and she'd like to spend more time with her husband away from all of this. Um, Roger was getting a Spitz. A Spitz? I don't know if I'm saying that right. But he um, he got, a, got something from a guy that seemed like talking about the clients, and now whatever it is, he's excited because they think that... Um, that Buick is going to be making a play for them. At the same time, uh, Jim wants him on, excuse me, Jim wants Roger on his side as far as Philip Morris is concerned. 
I don't know how Philip Morris is going to work with Don Draper. That'll be interesting. But Don is still working where he can. Um, Pete's a jerk, still a jerk with his family. And uh, Lou's wife has a nice sense of humor when giving him a bar. I think. Or picking out a bar. Golly, I think I covered everything in this episode. There was no uh, Francis family, no uh, Sally, Bobby, Henry, or Betty. Now, this is what I want to talk about. So I, I th- I'm gonna. I think that's the end of this episode. But before I finish, I wanted to talk to you about Betty Draper Francis. Um, longtime listeners of this show will know that I am not a fan of Betty. And I'm at work the other day, and I, I mentioned to uh, someone in my office, I said, uh, oh, I'm, I got nine episodes left of Mad Men. And they were like, oh, because they know that I've been watching it. They know I've been podcasting about it. I joked early on where I wanted to just come into work wearing a suit, smoking cigarettes, and drinking all day. Um, and they, they, they always joked about it. And I brought up Betty and um, it was there are women in the office, so I'm like the only guy in my department. And they're like, oh, I love Betty. I love Betty. I love Betty. I'm like, what? So then I'm like, wait a minute. Am I the crazy one? Not, 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 like, am I wrong here to, to not like Betty? Am I being like a Don Draper? Uh, but then one of them said, but you do like Don Draper? I go, no, no, no. You don't understand. I know Don Draper is not a good person. I do my, find myself rooting for him. I just... I just Betty annoys me when she the way she is with Sally, and I love Sally. I was like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not a jerk. I, I Sally's a great character. I was like, I didn't want to be like the guy, who, is like, I'm a guy and I like Dawn and Betty. Bleh, I don't like her. That's not the way it is at all. But I was like, I really didn't want them to think that was the way. But I just thought that was pretty funny. Um, and then I thought, wow, I didn't realize that like, I wasn't talking to you, Google, but I didn't realize that. Um, that some people saw Betty and really, really liked the character. I was like, I was just like, whoa, I thought she was made to be unlikable. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, I got to rewatch this someday and look at it as someone who really likes her. Look, I mean, she got a raw deal. Let's be honest with Don, Don, that was awful. Don treated her like garbage. I will never, you know, say that Don Draper is a good man, but it doesn't, it 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 doesn't change the fact that you do root for him. It's crazy. I know it's crazy, but it's, there's a lot of shows where you root for the guy who is not a good person, but they, they're the main person. They're the person you're watching this whole thing through, so you can't help but view. And then I did a nice impression of Don in the end of every every episode or many episode where he sits there and just kind of looks off, contemplating and angry or upset. Um, but. Uh, that's all. I just want to throw it out there that that my my I uh, my thoughts on Betty have been second guessed, or have made me second guess. Much like uh, Peggy was second guessing her strategy after Don threw out a word there or threw out an idea. Uh, I just thought that was a fun little thing to to, uh, to mention. And um, with that, my friends, my good friends, my best friends, I say um, I think I'm done. Now, Sunday evening, uh, as you know, there are reasons things happen, and that's why I didn't get the episode out earlier, but um, this week I'm on vacation, all week, and going up to my in-law's house up in New Hampshire, they're in Florida, so now the house is empty, 
Um, now they say they they I was told there's no cable or Wi-Fi, but um, then uh, my wife's sister was just came back and they were like, "Oh, the Wi-Fi is working, so maybe there will be Wi-Fi." Either way, I'm gonna find a way to be watching my episode of Mad Men next week and coming back to you with another podcast next week. But until then, until then, there's a couple things I want to tell you. On Twitter, you can find me at Geek Mentality or at the podcast at Made Man Pod. The website is fansnotexperts.com slash made man. And the Facebook page is just fans, not experts. And I believe we're all set here. So there's just one thing I need to say to you, <clears throat> but I'm not going to say it in this voice. I, excuse me, <clears throat> I want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for subscribing. And I want to thank you for coming along with me on this journey as I start vacation and continue my trek to strive to become a made Fans not experts.